This is a True Foundations podcast. Real time, real life, real answers. Turn to Psalm 121. It's it's a really well-known psalm. You'll know it. Uh, some of you will perhaps even know it off by heart. But this is what it says. I lift my eyes towards the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. Your protector will not slumber. Indeed, the protector of Israel does not slumber or sleep. The Lord protects you. The Lord is a shelter right by your side. The sun will not strike you by day or the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all harm. He will protect your life. The Lord will protect your coming and going, both now and forever. I think that's a great psalm for the current situation, because many people are in fear. There's different ideas about this psalm as to why it was written. Some think that um, there's a group of pilgrims making their way to Jerusalem. It kind of fits, I suppose. Others think that that perhaps uh, there are people on the path who are in danger at God's people, and it recognizes that God is their deliverer. Uh, Others focus a little bit more on the mountains, and where does your help really come from? Now, I I think that is particularly important for us today. Because one of the things that I have observed is that there is increasingly, because of the current situation, a sense of dependency which is growing amongst many, many people. I don't think that's good. It's not about doing what's right and sensible. It's not not about seeking to be law-abiding citizens. It's not about... uh, uh, taking a good advice, if you can find it, uh, regarding what's happening today. It's not about that. It, it's the tendency among many people to find dependence in the wrong place. And uh, the reason for it is that they're afraid. Uh, and so they're looking somehow for somebody, somehow, whoever it is, somebody to just help them along the way maybe even tell them what to do. Uh, Somehow protect them. Many people are in that place. Now as God's people, we should be aware of the times. That's wise. Uh, We should know how to respond to the times. That's proper. And yet, we must not fail to look to God for our real and lasting deliverance. Where are you looking for your deliverance? Uh, dependency is appropriate in a very, very few places. Uh, children are dependent on the parents. That's proper. Husband and wife, they're dependent on each other. That's proper. To an extent, in a very, very different way, as God's people, let's not say depend. Let's say we rely upon each other. See, now that's different, isn't it? 
And we should be able to rely on each other. We have to know where to look. Now, when this psalm was written, and it doesn't actually say it's a psalm of David, so I don't know the answer to that. It might be. He was a guy who, uh, he ran away from his enemies from sometimes, and he looked for help. But the mountains are very, very important in the belief system in Israel in those days. Because the mountains were the high places where people went to worship. And so if you were if you were a Jew and you knew that your your place was on, on the Mount of Jerusalem, you'd look to that mount for some kind of protection. But you could look to the mountain instead of God. You see, the temple, Jerusalem, uh, could be a substitute for a real thing. Jesus addressed that much later on. So that's a tendency. It's no different today, God's people. We can have things that we focus on, and they are substitutes for the real thing. Our dependence must be totally and utterly, without fail, without compromise, upon God our Saviour. Now, of course, in the land of Israel and beyond the land of Israel, there were other places, high places. There were mountains, there were hills. You go back way into the days of Joshua going into the land, and they would come across the high places. And in the high places, there'd be something like what they call it an Asherah pole. There'd be some... Um, Something there that was built by human hands that was a place of contact with the gods of the land. False gods. Demonic powers, actually. And they were high places. And the pagan, pagan people, they would go to those high places and they would worship their god. And they would seek from their god some form of protection, provision, they would seek good stuff that was actually outside of their hands to do most of the time. And so they would go and they would bow and they would offer some offering. And in some cases it went absolutely off the scale uh, to obscene lengths where they even sacrificed children uh, to their local gods. Because they were looking for something outside of them that was powerful, that somehow uh, by their means, their special means of their religious thinking, that they could capture the power of that to their favor. That's how the pagans thought. Uh, we must not think like that. We, we can have other substitutes. We must not do that. Uh, and so the mountains, the hills, uh, they represented spiritual powers. And they were substitutes for the real thing. That was one of the issues that, that Israel had in the land. And that they allowed often that those false uh, belief systems that made people dependent upon false gods, gods, they let them infiltrate into their own belief systems. That goes way, way, way back. Even to the, the golden calf in the wilderness. It's old. Uh, but it's kind of ever continuing on. And here this wonderful psalm 
it, it, it takes all of those things that are really substitutes, whatever the specific reason for the writing of the psalm, it addresses false dependency. It addresses the issues of substitutes, and in a wonderful way, a delightful way. It, it has this, this ability of lifting your soul, doesn't it? That somehow, at the words of this, because they are definitely inspired by God, they have a way of taking us, and perhaps we're in need of difficulty, perhaps we don't know how to grasp the way forward, it somehow has a way of getting deep within our soul, and it tells us to do something. See, a response is necessary. I lift my eyes. That's a simple thing, isn't it? I lift my eyes. And I see all around. So when I lift my eyes, I am in a place of seeing, understanding what is taking place, and then making a right decision. I lift my eyes to the hills. I see the mountains there. And we know in, in nature, they are marvelous things. If our eyes are seeing clearly, they are taking us to God, the Creator. But if our eyes have been clouded by wrong belief, then it takes us to a wrong place, a substitute for the real thing. And this psalm, it opens us up. And we lift our eyes and we see the mountain for whatever it is. But we, we recognize our help's not in the mountain. And so we say, it, it's obviously not there. It, it doesn't make sense that these substitutes are our real help. So we go through that process and we think of it. And we ask the question, and it's a good question. Where does my help really come from? And the answer comes quickly. Because in every true believer, it's already there. It's deep within us. And it is just a, a moment of time. And, and we say, my help, it comes from the Lord. Now here we are. And it is a new year. It happens every year. And it helps us focus on things. And I think it should help us focus on this. Where does my help come from? Well, when everything is said and done, you see, even, even the good, helpful things in the world around us, they pass away. They are temporary. But my help, where does it come from? It comes from the Lord. That's it. Nowhere else. And it causes us to lift our eyes. And I, I, I don't know what are what what these people that observes the way people are. I know there's a few of us here that like to do that. I, I find it particularly interesting to watch people the way they walk. And you see some people, and it's not because it's raining and it's windy and they've got the hood over and they're bowing down. It's nothing to do with that. It's the way they walk. It's the whole demeanor. And they're down. Now, somebody could be disabled, and, and, and they can't help that. But you know the difference, you see. You, you see the demeanor of the person. Their eyes are down. Because they are down. And this encourages us. Let's lift our eyes so that we can see beyond. Let's lift our eyes to our Savior God. That's where my help comes from. There's only so much that, that you can do to help yourself. 
There's only so much that others can do to help you. And if it's appropriate, take it. But when everything is said and done, where's my help come from? It's from the Lord. Well, of course, he's, he's the creator, you see. That's where we're looking. He's the one that created these wonderful, vast mountains. He's the one who put those stars out there. Nobody else can do that. And if he's powerful enough to do that, then I think he can help me. You see, this, this is a wonderful psalm because it's absolutely the truth. It's good theology. It's all of that. But it reaches to your soul. It draws something from you. It, it takes you to that higher place. It, it helps you to place your steps in an ordered manner to look forward to reach the great goal that Paul the Apostle talks about. It's not fun slipping on the ice. I think most people have done it at some point in their life. It hurts and it's embarrassing, especially if there's somebody else there. And life is, is full of all these little incidents that we all go through. And it's, it's, it's just life. It's okay. It happens. But now, I, this writer is drawing us to a different place. He's already set the scene for us. He's already shown us that when he speaks of the mountain, he's speaking of more than the mountain. So when he speaks about, don't, uh, he, he's not allowing your foot to slip. He's not saying you don't need your, your good boots on today. You know, it's okay. You can negotiate the ice without your spikes, you know, because the Lord will, the Lord will do it. For you. No, he's not talking about that. He's talking deeper. I think this is really encouraging. Because you go along in life and, and there are so many things, distractions, obstacles, difficulties, they come against you and sometimes they're bigger than you and wow, you've gone down, you've slipped. And many people live with that expectation that as they go in life, well, they're going to slip here and they're going to slip there, it doesn't matter that much. But it does. Because even in this day, well, well before Jesus, the Messiah of God, came and all the wonderful things that he has done through his salvation, when we look to him, you can be assured. You keep your eyes there, of course. When you look to him, you can be assured you're not going to slip. You will tread strongly, firmly, and you'll keep on the path. Now, I think that's a far better way to think about the Christian life than being focused on why if I slip here and why if I do this. It is far better to keep your eyes on him because he'll help you. And there's nothing better than that. He's the one who, and he says he doesn't slumber. You get to a point in life where a little slumber in the afternoon is, is welcomed. I don't know if you think about this, but sleep is a strange time. So there you are, you're in bed at night, and you're laying flat, flat out. And if you get a good night, you'll sleep for eight hours. Not even getting up, that's the best. That doesn't happen very often. But there you are. And I think there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm asleep. I, there's stuff happening all around. I can't do anything about it because I'm asleep. But God, he, he's... He's there. He's not taking a break. He's not taking a nap in the afternoon. He's there for you all the time. Even when you are at your weakest, 
when you're fast asleep, it doesn't matter how fit and strong you are. You're kind of at your weakest in a way, aren't you? Really. There you are, dreaming about something. And it's nice and warm and cosy in that bed. But stuff's happening that you do not know about and you have no control over. But here's God. It's wonderful. You have nothing to fear. Ah, because he's going to help you. But it all starts when you lift your eyes. See, that's kind of necessary. You see, he's going to protect you. He's right there with you. He's a shelter. All these the, these are, are ideas of what it's like to go along the road and, and the things that are necessary for your comfort and your safety and all of those things. But he's, he's telling us, look beyond all of that. Look above. When, when you think about the sun and the moon, and again, you see, in, in a pagan world, the sun, the moon, the stars, they represented actually, they actually represented powerful deities. There were people who worshipped the sun. There were people who worshipped the moon. And they invested their trust in the gods that stood behind those great big balls in the sky. God created them. He's the maker. They're in his hand. He keeps them in space. They have their place and their purpose. And I think he smiles upon it all because it is so good. None of these things, which are actually more powerful than we are, you don't want a moon to drop on your head, do you? You're not going to go very far if that happens. It never does. Never has done. I, I know you can get sunburn, but God has put the sun in just the right place that it is beneficial for us, for our health, our well-being. We even know we're supposed to take a vitamin D tablet now, don't we? That helps us. Why? Because if you don't get enough sunlight, not good for you. So there it is. God has done all this. It's wonderful. But when everything is said and done, it's the Lord who protects you. He protects you from harm. Jesus spoke about harm. It's, harm is not the bad stuff that happens to you. Harm is when you uh, come under its power and it does something to you and it restricts you, messes you up. The Lord, he'll protect you from all of that. So whatever happens in life, he, he won't let it harm you. But it's when you've lifted your eyes. It's not because you, you're just going along in life, quoting a few verses. No, you've lifted your eyes. You've seen, you've understood, and your soul rises. In fact, this is so good that it's not just in a particular circumstance. It's, it's not temporary. It protects you coming and you're going, both now and forevermore. It's in everything. It's in your decisions, how they work out. It's in the present, but it's forever. And so I'd encourage you to meditate upon a psalm like this. And especially as we are looking forward, decisions to be made, especially as hope arises in our hearts, and, and it should, it must do, our reference point is this. I'm going to lift my eyes. I'm going to see the things that are around. I'll recognize what they are, but I'm going to look higher than that. Because the highest mountain points me higher still, and I see the Lord.
that is where my help is. Amen. Thank you for joining us. True Foundations is headed by David J. Jones, a preacher and teacher of the Word of God. His passion is to help individual Christians discover their true identity in Christ and to learn how grace operates in their lives. Currently residing in Canada, he is taught in both North America and the UK and has listeners all over the world. If you have questions about anything you've heard today, please email us at info at truefoundations.ca. Or for more information on True Foundations resources, please visit our website at truefoundations.ca.